1: Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year.
0: I'm Anthony. I'm Julia.
1: And I'm Tom.
0: Tom, how was your birthday?
2: Didn't we talk about that last week? Oh, yeah. We want
0: to know more details. I mean, we needed a whole extra week to think of <laughs> how awesome it probably was.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, it's pretty low-key. It was nice. Ellie baked me a pie made me a pie it was sweet.
0: Aww, oh what she kind of did what, what's that what kind of pie
2: birthday pie
0: birthday pie what's Lynn, in birthday uh,
2: pie we call it like it's a, like a lemon icebox pie oh, that's yum cool. it's so good sweet
0: so sweet, that's
2: so sweet. And she and christine made it for me while i wasn't home and i came home and found it and i was like oh thank you oh
0: that's so sweet
1: so today at work we had a team building exercise, so like, it was nice, because it's technically like half a day of work, and then we do to have <laughs> to some team building thing. So we went yeah. to this place, Color Me Mine, which is like one of those painting oh. places. It's not like, uh, it wasn't the canvas, so it's like you pick out the ceramic pottery or whatever, paint it. So, uh, you know, I was going around trying to find out what to pick, and they had a lot of cool options, like they had Wolverine and Spider-Man, and they had bunch of cool stuff and then in the back like on sale because it's not the season yet it was all the Christmas stuff so I did a little uh it looks like this Dr. Seuss Christmas tree it's like tilted but really full and it's like oh, a, that's tea, fun. You put a tea candle in it you lift it up and put it in the base and so yeah once it's back from being glazed and through the kiln I'll show you guys that's awesome.
0: you got to do some Christmas stuff in your regular work day that's amazing I know. Super jealous. (laughs) Speaking
1: of Christmas stuff, did you guys see what John Favreau said he wants to do for Disney Plus? No. He wants to do a new version of the Star Wars Holiday Special.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's all we need.
1: And I assume it would have to be with the newer characters, since all the original actors, you know. Han Solo's dead, spoiler alert, and... Carrie Fisher has sadly passed on in real life. So I assume it would be with the newer ones.
2: Speaking of Carrie Fisher, I did get in a lot of trouble from my wife. Why? You would insult Carrie Fisher? No. I showed Ellie a movie with her mom in it that uh, Christine did not think Ellie was age-appropriate. Halloween Town? Yeah.
0: (gasps) Oh, she didn't think Ellie was age-appropriate? I couldn't tell.
1: I was Ellie scared by Calabar. No. So did
2: she, she like it? Affected by any... She liked it a lot. She thought it was cool. Uh, that's awesome, right? But Christine's like, she's way too young for that. That's worse than Harry Potter. I'm like, come on. I wish I were Harry uh, Potter now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Saw Halloween
2: Town seem pretty innocent. She thought it was, it was just too scary for her, and I'm like, hmm. I
1: always loved Benny the skeleton. Oh, I did too. So NBC's doing their new streaming service. You know, Parks and Rec is leaving Netflix, The Office is leaving Netflix, Netflix, all that stuff, but the they're developing their own content. So they're remaking a bunch of stuff. And they said The Office is being fast-tracked for a reboot,
2: you know, with all these new streaming services, first of all, none of them are going to compete with, uh, for content with Disney. Mm. Disney's already won the streaming game, um, but all they're going to do, we're going to see a huge uptick in piracy again. Nobody oh, wants to, I mean, nobody wants to pay for a CBS streaming and an NBC streaming. And then you've got Netflix, Hulu, Disney. I mean, it's just mm. it's too much.
1: Do we know if Disney's stuff, is, is their original content being all, like, dropped at once to binge? Or are they doing the week-to-week releases, which Netflix is apparently moving to?
2: Yeah, I saw that. Because what's, well, and I was reading why... Because people will get a Netflix membership for like, you know.
0: Oh, right. Stranger
2: Things is coming out. They'll get it for a month and they'll binge everything they want to and then they'll cancel it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. But still, that's so annoying. They trained us to binge.
2: I know. Yeah, they did. How are we going
1: to Netflix and chill, y'all? But did Disney say either way what they're doing?
0: I haven't seen either way. I don't know. How that would work. Just that it will have the content. That's all they I haven't seen that they've said anything more specific than that.
1: Now we all signed up, right? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I November, did that three year deal as well.
1: November 12th, which is the day it drops, is a Tuesday. So we're going to be on here. To, uh, we
0: don't need to record that night because we're going to no, be. No, we won't. Well, look, when- <laughs> we won't. Um, not, if it, not if it drops, we won't. When does Noel come out? The 12th. Is that like kind of part of your question? So, like, what so, every, that so everything that, so Noel, Lady on the Tram,
1: The Mandalorian, all that's dropping, which fall.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we, we might not be recording that. Get my Or
2: Disney. we might be recording late and covering Noel.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of movies, listener Jerry DeVille has asked twice now. He wants to know, should Muppet Family Christmas be on the TV list or the movie list?
0: You can make a case for it being on the tv list it's what how long is it
1: it's an hour
0: oh it is an hour so is the one tonight which list are we going to put the one tonight on
1: well that was tv for sure
0: did the muppet family christmas come out in theaters
1: i have no clue
0: i would highly <laughs> doubt it came out in theaters. i
1: think it was a straight to dvd and uh, vhs thing i don't i don't know that feels
0: a TV I, category.
2: Well, me. if it was... But if it's straight to DVD or VHS, it, let's look. It first which, aired on December 16th, 1987 on ABC.
1: In which case it should shift, which, but which is going to shift our top 10 again?
0: Hey, in the next month and or two months, it's going to happen anyway, so...
1: Anyway, so tonight we are covering the 1999 made for television Christmas special Olive the Other Reindeer based on the children's book by Vivian Walsh Julia do you want to give us a plot synopsis can I do it
0: oh yeah let's let him let's let Tom do it is that okay
1: let's let Tom do it let's let let him um, get the anger out and then Julia you can give us a <laughs> real one <laughs> So a really dumb dog is convinced by a
2: flea that she should obviously pretend to be a reindeer and go to the North Pole to save Christmas. Along the way, she befriends a maniacal sociopathic penguin who is turns out to have a heart of gold at the end. She also encounters a, an evil mailman hellbent on destroying Christmas, reindeer who torment her for trying to save Christmas, and ultimately she makes it to Santa, and somehow a dog learns to fly puts on some sort of fake wings made out of cardboard and smells her way
1: back home to save Christmas. Julia, would you like to give us a more concise <laughs> sweet
0: plot synopsis? Okay, so synopsis take two. When Santa cancels his annual flight because of a hurt reindeer, a young Christmas loving dog named Olive is convinced she has what it takes to get Santa's flight off the ground and save Christmas
1: a lot of people have been looking forward to this episode and in advance I want to apologize because you can clearly tell the mood Tom is in tonight (laughs) me and Tom we just rotate week to week who's getting the hate mail oh good times good times so this movie premiered in 1999 on Nickelodeon it was written by Steve Young. It was adapted by Steve Young, uh, who wrote for The Late Show with David Letterman, Late Night with David Letterman, and he also wrote an episode of The Simpsons. And that is not the only Simpsons connection. <laughs> this was produced not by a long shot. Nope. This movie was produced by MacRonen, who produced The Simpsons, who created The Simpsons, Futurama, Disenchantment. Those are probably his three. I mean, The Simpsons and Futurama are his two big ones. This film was directed by Oscar Moore, who does not have a clickable Wikipedia page, so I assume he's done nothing of note. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Surprise! And this movie stars Drew Barrymore as the voice of Olive, the Jack Russell Terrier with a heart of gold. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Drew Barrymore, she's been in, you know, she's been in a lot of things. She's been in E.T. She may have been in a lot of things, but she's never been kissed. The wedding singer, 51st Dates, oh, never been kissed. I love that movie. Charlie's Angels, Donnie Darko, Riding Cars with Boys, it's, Home uh, Prize. She stars in The Santa Clarita Diet, oh, which was sadly canceled.
0: Oh, you liked that show, didn't you?
1: Yep. Yeah. And I know we had a few listeners who did too so mm-hmm. what's your pretty favorite surprised that one got ditched yeah i am too that's funny
2: it had a lot of people it had a pretty big cult following
1: what's your favorite drew barrymore guys
0: wedding singer i love it
1: wedding
2: singer or Fifty First dates
0: oh 50 first dates i can't choose don't make me do this
2: both adam sandler i know she adam sandler yeah. brings up the, they bring out the best out of each other
0: they really do Never been kissed. Really, it's a great movie too, though. It is.
1: Uh, my favorite Drew Barrymore would be The Wedding Singer, but that's not my favorite movie she was in because I love Scream and E.T. So um, I hate Fifty First Dates, but
0: you hate Fifty. Have we talked about this?
1: We have. I don't like yeah. Adam Sandler. I love The Wedding Singer, but I don't like Adam Sandler.
0: But okay, so you hate Adam Sandler. But you like the Wedding Singer, but you hate Fifty First Dates. Yeah. So what's the difference there? There is one. I just. I ugh. mean, like most Adam Sandler movies, there's not much difference between them. No, I know. And um, I think
2: days. I think what it comes down to is that Anthony really liked the rage that Adam Sandler channeled in
1: the Wedding Singer. That's also why, probably why I really like Happy Gilmore too. Yeah, I to think, think I think Anthony okay. just likes
2: anger.
0: Yeah, he's not an angry guy in 51st Dates. That's true.
1: No. no, actually, it's not even Adam Sandler. That's the problem in that movie for me. It's Drew Barrymore. I find her character insufferable. I find you oh. insufferable right I now. Found, I, just didn't, I just didn't like the plot. It's I find
2: you insufferable, Anthony.
1: The feeling's mutual. <laughs> Tom. I will
2: say this movie had some good one liners. Mm hmm. It did, and we will get to
1: those. So, Jay Moore does the voice of Tim, who is Olive's owner. Um, He was in The Ghost Whisperer. He was on SNL. He was in Jerry Maguire. Picture Perfect, Polly, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, Small Soldiers, Uh, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Do you have a favorite Jay Moore Thing. <laughs> no
0: no not by a long shot i,
1: I just did i didn't want to assume <laughs> <laughs> voicing martini the penguin is joe pantoliano he was in risky business the goonies midnight run baby's day out the fugitive memento the matrix bad boys who's on the sopranos so, a lot of those film roles actually make sense with the yeah. character of Martini. Yeah. Um, I love Risky Business. I love Midnight Run, The Fugitive. I love most of the films this guy's been in. Not that yeah. I like him in particular.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. He's been in some good stuff.
1: Voicing Fido, Olive's pet flea, is Peter. <sighs> Nickel. He was in Dragon Slayer, Sophie's Choice, Ghostbusters 2, The Addams Family Values, Bean. He was on Ally McBeal. He's in Grey's Anatomy, Numbers 24. He did a voice on The Tangled, the series. He did a voice on The Spectacular Spider Man. So he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been around for a minute. He has been around for a minute. I don't have, I don't really know this guy, so I don't have a favorite thing he's been in, but. Pretty uh interesting resume. Making a return and reprising the role of Santa Claus is Ed Asner.
0: Who else his knew heart. that voice the minute they heard it? Oh, his yeah. heart wasn't his
1: heart wasn't in it on this one though.
0: He definitely wasn't as
1: um Santa. We will talk about Santa for sure. <laughs> and then another Simpsons connection and probably the only other character of note worth mentioning is the postman. As voiced by Dan Castellan, how do you pronounce his last name? Castellan Castellaneta, Castell
2: Castellaneta, Castellaneta.
1: Voiced by Dan Castellaneta, um, who is obviously most famous for voicing Homer Simpson all these years, and he also does Grandpa Simpson, Krusty the Clown and groundskeeper willie mary quimby and a bunch of other roles. barney he voiced the genie in the return of jafar and aladdin the animated series he did the voice huh. of grandpa phil on hey arnold he was a did voices on back to the future the animated series he was the voice of tasmania devil on those cartoons so he does a lot of voice work so he's I'm guessing your favorite is Homer, guys, right? Oh yeah. Sideshow Mel or
2: Krusty the Clown. Krusty. Or Itchy or Grandpa. I can't pick. Or Homer. I can't pick.
1: <laughs> and uh yeah, those are really the only characters worth mentioning, I guess. Although we get like voices done by Tim Meadows, Michael Stipe, Tress McNeil, Deirdre Bader. Uh, Matt Groning does the voice of Artur the elf and uh, yeah so Tom why don't we get the, the negative review out of the way first what's your history with this movie and your overall thoughts of this movie
2: I watched it this weekend I've not read the book it ain't good
0: okay <laughs> short and sweet
1: Julia same questions
0: Um, So we read the book every year. Um, It's one of our Christmas kid books that we like to read. And I think the book's adorable. And it's funny. I was watching this and all of my kids at some varying point walked by and was like, hey, it's all of the other reindeer. And I'm like, yeah, do you know they made a movie out of this? And they're like, no. Um, So the movie is not as good as the book. Uh, I did like that the movie kept the same animated feel. Like, the way the the characters actually look, I actually did like that, but like in a cheap way.
1: Weird moving way.
0: Yeah. I mean, it felt like a low budget animated movie, but I liked that they didn't all of a sudden make Olive look different than she did in the book. You know?
1: So, so does the book follow the same plot?
0: It, it, yeah, in a general way. There's a lot less exposition. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah I mean, same story that, she saves Christmas and she thinks she's reindeer. And all that but stuff. like,
1: is there the evil postman and the penguin and the flea and everyone?
0: Um, I don't think there's as many of those characters. It's, I don't remember the, the postman doesn't feel as evil, but there's definitely like, I mean, the postman and the dog thing is like age old, right? Right. So right, 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 There's that, but I don't remember him feeling as bad as he did. It's a sweeter, younger kid story than it is in the movie adaptation, right. the TV adaptation. So But I didn't mind it. I I mean, it made me think about the book and it was Christmassy feeling to me. And I thought Olive was sweet. Um, She's a really earnest dog. And I liked that. So,
1: so I did, I knew this was based on a book. I've never read the book, but Mm I did grow up on this special. I remember when this special premiered and I, I always liked it as a child and I don't think they show it much on TV anymore. I don't remember seeing this in years, but I've, you know it's not like I ever forgot it it's just I hadn't seen it in years and like Mm -hmm. I was excited when you were covering this and I still like it I think it's a really sweet story and I think there's something like you said the dog mailman relationship is age old I think there's something really like true to the personality of like dogs and their loyalty and mm-hmm. that this sweet earnest dog wants to save Christmas because she mishears uh, she thinks she hears her name and
0: mm-hmm. steps up to the task mm-hmm. all of the misheard names feel like Amelia Bedelia to me and I really love that because I really <laughs> love, I love Bedelia um, so anytime I, so. I heard it in the movie version I don't know, I got a little thrill out of it <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, um, oh, what was the guy Tim Meadows voiced that made me laugh? His name.
0: Richard Stans.
1: <laughs> One yep. Nation
0: for Richard Stans. For Richard Stans. <laughs> around John Virgin. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Silent <laughs> Island <Islander>. Night, right? <laughs> that. That's
0: awesome. It doesn't take a lot. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It doesn't take a lot for me.
1: No. And I so I feel like this is another one, like Robbie the Reindeer last week. There's some humor in here that adults will like and appreciate mm-hmm. and enjoy with their
0: children. It did have that yeah. extra bit of, like, Simpsons grit to it. Like the characters, like the, the penguin that's a hustler. And he was a little grittier, which I thought was kind of funny. So, yeah, it reminded me of Robbie the Reindeer, too. I was, I was like, hey two weeks in a row
1: this one definitely felt more christmasy to me than robbie the reindeer oh yeah and that's where i think i probably liked it more that and the nostalgia that played in Mm
2: -hmm. you know i don't want (laughs) to i don't really want to interject and say
1: what is it
2: exactly that you i don't want to you know, a lot of people love this movie. This Reading the comments that we had from users, this is something dear to people. They enjoyed it. You know, I didn't. Ellie didn't. Christine wouldn't watch it with us. It just didn't do it for me. I didn't like the storyline, the idea of a dog somehow thinking she's the savior of Christmas.
1: Um, so I'm going to interject here and just... <laughs> It's a kid's <laughs> it's a kid's book slash
2: movie, like I may like know. the book more. The book the book would not be as long
1: and as in depth. You know, I'm starting to get the idea you don't like dogs. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: I'm, not, I'm not so much a fan. Oh gosh. At <laughs> that
0: point it did feel a little long.
1: It did feel really long. It did feel a little long. Did you prefer it to Robbie the reindeer? Because I know you were a yeah. fan Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I Liked it better. Because it's more Christmassy.
2: It did feel more Christmassy. It um, I still don't like the way the reindeer are portrayed. They weren't very nice here either. Yeah.
1: So the animation so the animation movements, I'm just gonna read a comment from on Facebook. <laughs> from facebook real quick because this made me laugh and i am so not. i like the designs of the characters i just don't like the way they move they move in this special <laughs> like it's very like it's just creepy to me the way they move but rebecca ball wrote my son cried through the first five minutes of this the animation was dot 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 peculiar and i replied yeah the animation is definitely something and then she replied you spelt disturbing wrong <laughs>
0: Oh man, that is funny! It is the most different animation that I've ever seen.
1: I mean, Santa hashtag not my Santa. At least look wise. Yeah. So this movie starts out. Olive comes home after buying a fake Rolex for Martini, the penguin who's like a con artist, and she finds her owner Tim putting away all the Christmas decorations and lamenting that there won't be a Christmas this year. And she finds out this is because Blitzen was injured up at the North Pole and uh, he can't fly. But on the radio, Santa says he hopes that he could still make his yearly flight with all of the other reindeer. But Olive and her flea friend, Fido, mishear this as Olive, the other reindeer, and the two of them become convinced that Olive needs to go to the North Pole and help Santa pull his sleigh and make his yearly journey.
0: And she's as much concerned about it too because her owner because Tim is so bummed.
1: Right. So again, displaying that typical wants to make the owner happy thing a dog does.
0: But Tim like, is a bit of a jerk face. Oh, a bad owner. He's a real sad sap. I mean, he's a sad sack of a man at the beginning.
1: And that's why I'm glad he feels all the guilt when Olive goes missing because she went yes. to North Pole, and he feels guilty for how he treated her,
0: as he should, as sure. he
1: should. So, just a just a basic premise. I ju- again, I just find really cute, and I can imagine make a good kids book. So I do wanna pick that up and read it at some point. Mm-hmm. So there's this postman who's fed up with the stress of all the christmas mail and how much more of it there is in any other time of the year so he's kind of happy that christmas is being canceled and he hopes that if santa cancels his flight that by next year everyone's going to forget about christmas and (laughs) when, when he learns that olive is going to the north pole to help santa he uh he's basically sets out to stop her and i think part of this i think they mentioned he was on the naughty list growing up or something or he's always on the naughty list now so i think part of it's just a vengeful thing against santa too
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was he just was not a fan of santa but he most, said he's
0: just terrible letters also i like, hate you santa really mean letters <laughs> really mean like this guy's hurting really mean letters
1: so at the bus station, she uh, Olive runs into Martini, who, she, who guilts her into buying him a ticket, I think. Is that how it works? What happened? Yeah, there?
0: I think that's what he yeah, does.
1: Yeah. So the bus station, if you looked, all of the destinations are religious sites on the board. There's Bethlehem. There was Jerusalem. Mecca salt lake city for mormonism los angeles for scientology they were just like all related to a specific religion which i thought was funny
0: that is funny i did not notice that
1: there's something from hinduism too i forget what it was Hmm. so they get their tickets to go to the North pole but before they leave the postman shows up and captures olive
0: right for good reason
1: (laughs) what's a good reason tom
2: uh, mail fraud, years and years of mail fraud. Didn't you hear him? <laughs> For licking self adhesive stamps. For licking self adhesive stamps.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this guy was. This guy was just. He was. Like, he was a cartoonish villain.
0: He was a cartoonish villain. Coincidentally, was very, very he was also a fitting
2: car- cartoon.
1: <laughs> yeah, coincidentally, he was also a cartoon. So this so is really who- the first time we see Martini has a heart because when olive pleads for with him to help her he gets her out of his grip he rolls like pens on the floor or something and you know the postman trips and two of them get away mm-hmm. oh and the the pens you mean
2: the pens that martini took as a severance package from his previous job that he left
0: oh my
1: gosh <laughs> <laughs> okay i like martini <laughs> he, has he has some com- good he has comedic relief he has some good lines, which we'll get to in quotes, but uh, I actually really liked him. I thought he was funny. Um, so on this, another funny uh, periphery character, on the bus, they meet Richard Stans <laughs> 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 as voiced by Tim Meadows. It was always hilarious. Oh, so funny. And Favorite uh, Tim Meadows, go.
0: Favorite Tim Meadows?
1: hmm
0: Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't have a favorite Tim Meadows. With the ladies' He's man.
1: Everything he is. Man. He makes me laugh a lot in Mean Girls as a, as the principal in Mean Girls. Uh, <laughs> he does. I did
0: not leave the inner city to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. That might be my favorite. My favorite
2: ladies' man. man. <laughs> Buy you a fifth sandwich.
0: <laughs> Say Cavassier. Do it.
2: Cavassier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, it's the best
1: i love it so they get to the north pole you they find out santa is going to have a press conference because that's something santa does <laughs> although it, re- it reminded me of actually santa claus the movie when all the toys started exploding and breaking and santa was like should we issue a press release yeah yeah <laughs> that's yep. funny <laughs> so, the, while waiting for this press conference to happen, they go to a restaurant for food where the postman shows up disguised as this really ugly looking waitress.
0: <laughs> Boy, that's the truth. That was hot. <laughs> that was rough.
1: Even for all the other bad animated characters in here, it was pretty ugly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, he tricks Olive into going outside by saying Santa wants to test her flying abilities. And once he gets her alone, he throws her in his truck and drives away. But Olive once again escapes. But this time, and I found this really funny, when after she finds a package in the mail truck addressed to just ex machina, where she, which turns out to be a metal file that she uses to escape the truck. And I just found that really funny. So they get to the North Pole. Where they arrive at a bar and meet Blitzen's cousin Schnitzel.
0: And the reindeers are jerks at the beginning. And
1: the reindeers are jerks until Olive gives this really heartfelt speech about the meaning of Christmas. Yep. And uh, you know, she's, you know, dedicated to helping Santa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they apologize for their behavior and um give her a ride on the Polar Express to where santa is so Santa's been getting all these mean letters from who he thinks are children but they're all from the postman right <laughs> which they deduce because none of them have a stamp or any kind of postmark so he just been he's just been dropping them off because he's <sighs> a jerk and has nothing better to do with this time like all the mailmen i know oh my so god
0: I- <laughs> he's thinking it's mailmen.
1: <laughs> I do not hate mailmen. I
2: love mailmen and women. Um, I do. I love the mail people. I love it when they come. I get so excited
0: still. I love the mail people. Like it's a tribe of the
2: body.
0: indigenous
1: the indigenous mail folk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I get excited for the mail when it's Christmas time and I know there's going to be cool stuff in the mail that's not bills and Grown up stuff.
0: Yeah, those come in January. <laughs> 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 I, I've fun. switched to
2: all paperless billing, so I never have to worry about getting that stuff in my mailbox. Oh, there you and go. To, it never gets sullied. Uh, As a matter of fact, I randomly got a like $80 check today from a checking account that closed forever ago because of a refund that they issued.
0: Nice. i got
2: issued to my account like all these years later. I don't know. Getting free money is always the best. Yes, it is. I, I'm not sure that I believe that. I would like to experience it some more just to find out. Yeah.
0: And
1: really formulate to an actual opinion. Out. Well, we can test this out. So Tom, put some money in the mail and address it to me. And I'll tell you how this feels.
0: <laughs> I, I, I will
1: gladly do that. And I see that mail works even better when you don't
2: include a stamp. So I'll go that route as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Santa lets Olive join his team, but, uh uh-oh, they don't know that the postman switched out his bag of toys with his own bag of junk mail. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. They take off, and the postman kidnaps Martini, and uh, they don't realize what the postman did until they get to their first house. But when they do, Olive proves her worth by being a dog and tracking the postman's scent to Mm -hmm. his truck. While flying. Yep. Where very elf like, they use a jack, Martini uses a jack in the box to scare the postman.
0: Yes, he does. Scares uh, him unconscious.
1: Yep, knocks him unconscious. They get the presents, they rescue Martini, deliver the presents around the world. And lost in the fog, Olive guides him back to the North Pole by smelling Mrs. Claus's gingerbread cookies and Mm -hmm. Santa is so grateful for her help that he gives her a pair of antlers like a headband of antlers because she is officially one of his unofficial reindeer and comet another instance where comet is a featured reindeer gives her a ride home and tim is so happy to have his dog back that uh he apologizes and they make amends and oh and then it ends with the Postman bound in packing tape and taking Martini's place in a zoo while Martini becomes a new mail carrier. And that's a movie. And there were a few songs interspersed. Did you what did you guys think of the music in this film?
0: Oh, I could have done without it. I think that's part of it feeling kind of long. Although I did pick up on Michael Stipe's voice like right away. Did you? Like, hey, that's Michael Stipe.
1: Are you guys fans of REM?
0: Love R.E.M. Yeah, me too. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. What's your favorite R.E.M. song? Losing my religion. Is that really your favorite or are you just still singing?
2: No, I love it. What's song? yours? Night Swimming. Night Swimming is an amazing song too. I love that song. Um, my favorite Michael Stipe moment is probably when Michael Stipe and um, Chris Caraba perform together.
0: Is that one time or is that multiple times? Just
2: uh, what well, was on a tour they did.
0: I feel like I've seen that YouTube video or something. Did you say your what your favorite
2: Michael Stipe or R.E.M.? E. I don't know. I don't
1: That's
0: know. how I feel when you put me on the spot with these Harry Potter questions that reference the book and the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, now I got a taste of my own medicine. There you go. That
2: was- <laughs> well, I also feel like it's probably not fair because, you know, Anthony wasn't really around during – of all REM song releases.
0: That was the heyday of our childhood, I feel like, right? Like when we were old enough to really embrace music and the lyrics and that kind of stuff.
2: My least favorite song of theirs and the one I think is overrated is Everybody Hurts. I'm not a big fan, but I like
1: Everybody Hurts.
2: I do really love trying to sing It's the End of the World as We Know It, and I feel fine. Inevitably messing up. Over and over and over again.
1: I I
0: feel fine. (laughs) Everybody hurts was ruined by OSU football games because whenever we lost, they would play it at the end. The end of the game. A lot. Didn't you? A lot. All (laughs) the time we heard it. Based
2: on when you were there. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss, by the way.
0: What? Oh, yeah, Boone Pickens.
1: Yep. T Boone.
0: Yep. T Boone Pickens.
1: Everybody Hurts is also our office connection. During the fire drill, yep. Dwight uh, sits in his car and just blasts it on repeat. And when you ask why, he's like, why didn't I go to business school? The temp went to business school. I hope the war goes on forever and Ryan gets drafted. But yeah, I agree with you, Julia. I could have done without the music in this special. Although I did kind of like that first song. about
2: which is, which not is counting- something we say very often when it comes to Christmas movies.
0: Could have done without the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred seasonal sounding Christmas music in the background instead of yep. the singing. That would have been nice. A little mini snippet of a Christmas song, you know? Yeah. That would have been preferable, but I'm a hard sell on original Christmas songs anyway in movies or whatever, like, I don't know, I like the oldies and goodies. I do too.
2: I think we have different definition of what an oldie is though.
0: Well, yeah, maybe oldie is too restrictive.
2: Oh no, for me, when I think oldie, I'm thinking like 16th century, 14th century.
0: Yes, we have a drastically different definition of what an oldie is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so
1: tom you said ellie didn't like this uh she had no interest in it at all
0: hmm.
1: that's sad i hope you pick up the book and she likes the book at least because i think it is she,
2: a we have yet to find a book that she doesn't really like including the one that her grandmother got her at the library for some strange reason on showing courses at the state fair
0: oh <laughs> she's gonna get to, some ffa potentially in the future
2: lord i hope not <laughs> my high school did have a rodeo arena attached to it so uh, that's pretty cool I've got that history there
0: my best friend's kids are already into FFA and they're super young they have their own cattle that they just showed and they were adorable the kids also the cattle but mostly the kids
2: (laughs) (laughs) my nephew's in FFA he breeds rabbits oh really mm, yeah won't even get into how weird that whole process is (laughs) No, I learned a lot about how they do that sort of thing, and it's just weird.
1: (laughs) You guys had drastically different childhoods than I did.
0: Hey, I was a city girl. This was all new to me, too, when I got to OSU, and I met (laughs) my best friend, and she's like, hey, let's go go to a sheep show tonight. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) So we went, and I'm like, oh, it's literally people with sheep, and they're being judged. (laughs) and my allergies are going crazy. And then her father-in-law was the one that was judging the show, and whatever he judges, he gets a craving for, and he had happened to judge pigs that night, so we went and ate at, like, the breakfast joint. He got, like, this big old plate of bacon. He's like, anytime, doesn't matter what I'm judging. That's what I want to eat that night. And I'm like, who are you people?
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's an episode of The Cleveland Show where Cleveland lets Donna's son, Rollo get into mutton-busting. Yeah. Do you know what that is, you know what that is no. Anthony? No, nope. I
0: don't know what that is.
2: It's where kids ride sheep as long as they can. They get little saddles and ride around on sheep until they fall off. Oh, I've seen that. And uh, it's one of my favorite lines. Cleveland's get in trouble. He's like,
0: what? Ain't nothing but a little
2: mutton-busting.
0: I Ain't nothing but a little mutton busting.
2: Yep, you'd be surprised how often that quote can come in. (laughs) I'll bet. (laughs) So, do any of you guys have quotes? I do. I really liked it when Martini, when they ask if he's okay, he's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm shaken, not stirred." (laughs)
1: i like the end when uh martini comes back to the zoo and the zoo director is like martini you're back we saw you on tv and martini's like i hope it was a color tv black and white just isn't my style
0: um i'll go for an earnest olive quote Um, I like when she says, I love Valentine's Day and the 4th of July. I'm a little bit sad when Halloween has gone by. I'm thankful Thanksgiving comes around in the fall, but I've always loved Christmas the best of them all. Every day's special. I'm not complaining, but I'm always counting the days still remaining till Christmas.
1: That's why I like that song. I like the lyrics in that one.
0: Yeah. It was the best of the lot.
1: So I like when Olive asks Comet, by the way, where's Rudolph? And Comet's like, there is no Rudolph. It's just one of those urban legends.
0: <laughs> How long did it take y'all to realize the postman was saying Christmas, Bob, Bug, and Hum? I
1: thought he was saying something very different.
0: Oh, did you? <laughs> it took me like a, multiple repeatings of it to be like, oh, ba, Humbug. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> this is weird. It sounds wrong for some reason.
2: <laughs> I liked it when Martini asked, How'd you get away? And Ludov said, It's kind of hard to explain. Have you ever heard of DeSock Ex Makina? And he says, Denise, who? And also just says, it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked when um Martini says the laws of breaking and entering as they pertain to Santa are unclear. And we kind of mentioned it earlier, but I like when they're on the bus with Richard stands. <laughs> And Martini asks, why are we going to the North Pole again? And Olive says, I'm going to save Christmas. I heard Santa on the radio and he said he needed Olive, the other Uh reindeer. That's me. And Richard Richard Stans says, that's what we always think he says. He was only saying all of the other reindeer. That's kind of like how I thought the Pledge of Allegiance is about me, Richard Stans. (laughs) I
0: love that.
1: (laughs) I will say, Drew Barrymore, I really liked Drew Barrymore's voice
0: work for Olive.
1: Yeah, I thought yeah. she did a really good job. I she was very. She did the earnest, sweet thing very well.
0: She did do earnest well. Some of the other parts were. I got tired of hearing her voice. Is that bad? Well, because it didn't
2: have real inflection and stuff.
0: Yeah, it. I, I, it yeah, it all was all just definitely. the
2: same mono, Like I don't want to say monotone, but it was all the same. All the same level. All the same enthusiasm. All the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, she definitely still came across as sweet to me. But I wonder how much of that was the, was the actual animated dog as well, you know?
1: Right. Yep. Okay. Did it have a Linus moment? Sure, it did. It did. And I think it, it had was a some, couple of them.
0: Mm hmm. For different The kids. one I
1: was thinking of was the one where uh, she convinces the reindeer in the bar, you know.
0: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: You know, what Christmas is about and how she's not going to give up. And yeah.
0: Yep.
2: So yes, it passes the Linus test. Martini had a couple Linus moments throughout
1: the movie. He did. Martini was my favorite character. I mean, obviously. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, Tom? Who else?
2: Who else would be somebody's favorite character in the movie?
1: Oh, I thought that was more of a comment on my personality. Well, you That's are a-
2: I- you are a dirty <laughs> grifter from New York. So it just I was about sense. to
1: say, when did I ever try to push a Rolex of three X's? On it. The one time I met you in New York.
2: Hundred percent of the times we've been in the same physical location. You tried to sell me a folex.
0: Folex.
1: So Julia, you can look forward to that when we eventually meet too.
0: I'm pretty excited. Fake doesn't bother me at all.
1: Okay, let's let's rank
0: this thing.
2: Four and a quarter. It's way higher than I'd want to do, but I would rather watch this than Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. I'm going a solid eight. I'm going to go with 7.7. 7.
1: Which gives us an average of 6.65. Holy cow, really? Which puts that number 12 on our list in between Toy Story That Time Forgot and oh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Ain't we- no hole in the wash tub. <laughs> <laughs> So we did get a lot of feedback for this that I think we should share because people were very enthusiastic about this, us covering this film. So Jeb Scrib, this comment on Reddit really made me laugh because they wrote, I haven't seen this, but from the picture I'm going to take a guess that Julia and Tom like it and Anthony neither likes nor dislikes it. I also feel like the scores will be as a six from tom a 6.5 from julia and a three from anthony thank you for listening to my ted talk and have a merry monday (laughs) (laughs) y'all that's awesome you're way off jeb scrub thank you for listening (laughs) book drunk on reddit commented i've been looking forward to this episode since i discovered tis the podcast last year the plot is pretty insane and makes zero sense but there's some smart jokes and catchy songs along the way, and I get major Christmas feels from the janky looking North Pole scenes. I'm still not sure whether Fido genuinely mishears what Tim says to Olive when she is quite literally in the doghouse, or if he's just trying to encourage her to chase her dreams in the most jerkish way. He does seem to be genuinely rooting for her later on, though. Olive doesn't get much love around here, but, and I definitely will watch this This nostalgia goggles firmly on. It's one of our Christmas Eve must watches. It's being only 45 minutes long also makes it easy to fit alongside a film. Whenever I watch it, I'm sure transported right back to the first time I saw it. One Christmas Eve as a kid, sat with family as it started to get dark outside and a fire in the fireplace. Perfection. oh like
0: that. that was funny. I forgot about the part when he was mishearing Tim, mishearing quotes around it. He's brutal. By the way. Yes. <laughs> Fido? Yeah. In that scene particularly. Yeah.
1: Well, so do you think he was purposefully mishearing? Like was did he was he actually mishearing or was he just
0: I thought it was done for comedy purposes. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean I didn't think about it until just now, but yeah, I don't know.
1: That Revit guy commented, I loved all of the other reindeer. Full disclosure, nostalgia plays a huge role in why. Looking forward to that episode. Then we got a few comments on Instagram, and these are pretty. I like these. So, Fergo Gisan wrote, I wanted to watch this when it was first broadcast because I am a huge REM fan. It turned out to be really great. I love the animation, and we watch it every year along with Elf that midnight witch wrote this film is the film i remember the most as a kid i remember how the red video box it was kept in and how much i loved watching it each year most people i speak to have no idea about it it's a literal gem of a film and will always make me have the christmas feels i don't like the santa though hashtag not my santa mm. the doctor dot jt wrote this makes me so happy my grandfather used to always tell the lame joke of, can you name all of the reindeer? And when you listed the eight plus Rudolph, he would laugh and tell you, you forgot Olive, you know, the other reindeer. And then be way too proud of himself for such a doofy joke. I saw this for the first time only a few months after he passed away in 2001. My mother always said, it feels like he's reminding me that his joke was funny to more people than just himself. It's really adorable and I hope you all enjoyed it. Oh, I really like that that's so sweet sweet. and uh then you just got a few other people commenting i can't wait for the olive show so hopefully we didn't disappoint y'all i feel bad you can (laughs) direct all of your hate mail at tom this week except tom i don't really feel like you were harsh on it i was well i don't
2: want to be harsh on this like i just it wasn't my cup of tea but Mm -hmm. so many people love it i don't want to i don't know i don't want to be negative But listeners, Uh, if you
1: want to tell Tom what you really think of him because of his feelings about this film, visit our social medias. You can do that at com slash Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, and you'll be automatically directed to those pages. And while you're at com, check out the website. It's been updated and revamped, and yeah, check it out.
0: If you're interested in... Diving out of the Christmas realm and into some other content. Um, We do have a Patreon site. You can get to it with that same handy link that Anthony just mentioned. Just do backslash Patreon. And it's basically a dumping ground for us to do extra bonus content, bonus episodes on maybe not Christmas stuff. Um, We have some good stuff in there right now. We've got a cool – We've got our Clue episode, the Thanksgiving Friends episodes are in there. We have the un, uncut version of the Office episode that is like all the hours long because we just couldn't stop doing quotes. Um, lots of really good stuff. And we're going to be adding to it as well with some of these big holidays, big pre-Christmas holidays coming up like Halloween. And,
1: and speaking of Halloween, there's an episode about Hocus Pocus, everyone's favorite Halloween movie up
0: there. That's right we might be adding or some Halloween content and Patreon also gives you the bonus of, um, access to some of our newer merchandise that will be coming out soon. Sneak peeks. uh, Maybe you get a chance to buy it before anybody else does because Patreon does require a teeny tiny minimum donation of at least a dollar a month. Um, So if that's in your alley, if that's something you're interested in, whether the extra content or the early access, then come join us at Patreon. We've got some good stuff there.
1: So next week, can you believe it's October already? We're already in spooky mom and i'm very excited for next week's movie uh it was 2016 i think 2015 2016's anna and the apocalypse which is a musical (laughs) zombie film so i'm very excited to cover that and then the week after is tim burton's edward scissorhands so yay that's a good couple of weeks right there
0: yeah it's a couple of weeks sure
1: have you guys seen anna and the apocalypse i have i haven't beautiful musical it's i actually really like the music so i hope that wasn't sarcasm no it's the the music is unbelievable it's on netflix oh excellent so no searching this week i have some more exciting news for us guys we only have 2064 hours until christmas which means next week we're under 2000 which seems crazy to me
0: that's only 86 days
1: that's only 12 weeks or
2: 7,430,400 seconds until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Guys, it's going
2: so fast. It
1: really is. It is. I as excited as I am for Christmas,
2: I really think it needs to slow down.
1: Well, yeah, I, I feel like once we hit November, that's when I really start wishing it would slow down. Like once well, the decorations go up, that's when I want to like. Sleep. I think after it cools off a little bit here, I'll be
2: more happy with it slowing down. Yes which it's supposed to next week julia
0: i know i'm watching the weather excitedly
1: um have you guys started any christmas preparations whether have you bought a gift yet or anything like that oh yeah you don't buy your kids gifts throughout the year julia
0: Uh, i used to it used to be a lot easier now it's that's true they change
2: their opinions change every couple of days right
0: right like jude i can stockpile stuff for him that's no problem but not the other kids
2: it's easy to buy for a toddler and you can also do it while they're there there's no way they're going to remember it by christmas i know they're
1: oblivious actually (laughs) ellie probably will we need to be really careful with that (laughs) so do your homework everyone watch an awesome christmas zombie musical for next week and (laughs) i'm excited to talk about that one i really am too (laughs) and uh we'll speak to you then bye guys bye y'all I love Valentine's Day and the
2: 4th of July I'm a little bit sad when Halloween has gone by And thankful Thanksgiving comes around in the fall But I've always loved
1: Christmas, the best of them all Every day's special, I'm not complaining But
0: I'm always counting the days still remaining Till Christmas